Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Backpacking Podcast, where Jeremiah is about to blow your mind with the size of the bomb he's about to drop today from the knowledge that springs forth from his mind. It's good. It's good. We're, we're about to hot take it out. Oh, we are. We, we are actually adding a new part to our show today. Got one life. Live it. It is the Backpacking with Jason Hot Take. This is something that's brand new. It's going to be a part of our our uh, show moving forward, our podcast moving forward. And so basically the way this works is simple. Got one life. Live it. Jason loves hot takes. Backpacking with Jason. Yes. Backpacking with Jason's own Jason Wall. And I said his name, Jason Wall, but he is backpacking with Jason's. That's his channel. And I Jason don't know. Wall. I also don't know how official this is going to be. We may never do it again. I don't know. We may never do it again. Got one life. Live it. So basically, uh, Jason likes one likes hot takes. Yeah, and he likes to give hot takes. Like, if you want to have fun talking to Jason, get him talking politics because that is a fun that is a fun topic to talk about with him. But uh, so we're each going to give a hot take and discuss it for a couple minutes, and then we'll get into our topic for the day. But Jeremiah, what is your hot take today? These are backpacking hot takes. They're backpacking hot takes. My hot take is that even after a long day of hiking, I think that they give you too much instant mash or nor pasta sides. You know, those that you buy at Walmart? Yeah. It's just too much for me to eat. Bridget and I will sometimes like we'll we'll be like, let's make mashed potatoes in your pot and let's make uh Alfredo in mine. You know, fettuccine Alfredo. Right. And then I can eat half of yours, you can eat half of mine, and we have two different meals. And it we never can eat it all. It's like your stomach is way too full. Why are they giving me so much food? I'll tell you why. Because it's made for you to like eat at home with other with people. like five other people. Yeah, it's yeah. not made for you to just scarf down, you know. But I will tell you, I have scarfed down many a north side on a backpacking trip after hiking long miles. I am starving, and I usually will put some kind of tuna in there with it. I've never tried the tuna in there with it. I'm pretty burnt out on tuna. I, I love me the sriracha tuna. I have some, but uh, I, I'm afraid to eat it on trail. Like, I like to live life on the edge. Yeah. But I also like to win the don't poop in the woods game. <laughs> I didn't win so, in Colorado. So you don't, you don't want sausage. Or not sausage. I don't want spicy sauce. You don't want hot sauce. When you're backpacking. Well, I did eat multiple packets of sriracha in Colorado. And you ended up pooping in the woods, didn't you? Every day, a couple times. Yeah. Now, now what mode did you use? Did you do the uh, hold the tree in front of you and squat? I like, it depends on the terrain. If You know, my favorite is to sit on a horizontal tree that's about a foot or two off the ground. And then you just let your butt hang off. Oh, get your yeah, hole yeah. behind you. And then if you miss, you just rug it in there with a stick. But you can also do the hold the tree. I did that. that that's my go-to method, personally. And then if I want to get some yoga in in the morning, you do the squat free-handed. Squat. I find All the myself, way down. I find myself when I do that one, I feel like I'm going to fall backwards. And the last thing I want to do in the woods while I'm pooping is fall backwards. Yeah, that would be a no-go. I, I just, I'm a tree hugger, man. It'll tear your patellar tendons is what I feel. I feel like the front of my knee is just about to blow out. I just don't want goo all over myself. That's really my whole thing. So yeah, that's pretty gross. Yeah. Well, anyways, my hot my hot take for today is also a food based hot take. Ooh. Um, I kind of think that most mountain house meals suck. Now, which one sucks the most? The breakfast skillet. Really? Oh man, there's something it's a little about bit mushy, but powdered eggs. I can't do it, man. Which one's the best? Uh, their best one is probably the biscuits and gravy. Why are you always going breakfast though? What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. What I'm do you saying, eat when you go to Cracker Barrel? We need to expand the table. What do you eat when you go to Cracker Barrel? I don't go to Cracker Barrel very often, but 
the times I've been, I've had their breakfast, but I've also had like a burger. Most times when I go to Cracker Barrel, I'm eating the breakfast. I just I don't even want the regular menu. I just want the breakfast menu. I tried their salad. I won't order that again. Not that I didn't like it, but there's so many better options. Yeah, the, but here's the thing. I've had I've now had Stowaway Gourmet, and yeah. I'm not gonna lie it it has blown my expectations out of the water for freeze dried food, and it has made me dislike <laughs> Mountain House so much because of it. Uh, even even Peak Refuel is a thousand times better than Mountain House. Wow, Mountain House is definitely not sponsoring you. Well, I'm, that's okay. That that's okay. I'm not I'm not in this for sponsorships. I'm in this for honesty. Jeremiah, that's what, that's what you say. I gotta bring the truth, bro. Well, gotta bring the truth, and I'll the just truth sell is, out. my hot take is, Mountain House kind of sucks. Yeah, I guess so. Packet Gourmet, those are okay. Packet Gourmet's not bad. I actually got to have some Packet Gourmet not too long ago. That was good, and like I said, Peak Refuel's good. Stowaway Gourmet is stupid good, and Mountain House is. Just kind of like, well, mm. I've got them so that if there's ever like a pandemic where we actually get stuck in our houses and we can't go shopping anymore, yeah. I've got food. Yeah, they'll last like 2,100. Yeah, I'll, I'll survive. Yeah, you may just not have the greatest time. I just better have a lot of hot sauce. Some I was listening to somebody. It might have been, um, oh yeah, I think it was Joe Rogan. I was listening to his podcast, and he's talking about how he does these like backpacking hunting trips, kind of. And um, he'll go like go hunt elk in Montana or Colorado or someplace really? like somewhere out west. Yeah, and he'll he'll kill one, and that's like enough meat for him for a year. So yeah. kill like a couple, and that feeds him and his family. Like you know, you can make sausage, you can ground like ground elk, you can do steaks, you know. Whatever. Yeah. And he's like he eats those mountain houses when he goes. I wish I could get in touch with him and be like, bro, there's some other stuff that you can eat that's not mountain house, but he's like. Always talking about how it changes his poop color. Like he's like it's the weirdest smelling and colored poop. And I'm like, I, well, I never really noticed that. I haven't eaten a lot of mountain houses. I'm Maybe just saying mountain house sucks. <laughs> wow, that's all I'm saying. I, I've I've gone there. I've said it. It's out of my system. I've now gone there, and I and Tim Watson's probably going to unfriend me now. Which, by <laughs> the way, can I? That leads me to something else. Got one life. Pivot. That was our uh, yeah the hot outro. Take. For that was the our hot take. take. Sorry yeah. there. I mentioned several months ago that I tried to be friends with Tim Watson on Facebook for like a year and a half, and the dude never even responded. Didn't even decline my friendship. Just never responded. Just to sit it. there in limbo. Yeah, it just so the whole time I'm like, does this guy like? I mean, obviously I don't matter. Is kind of you know the way it was. I was just like, I guess he doesn't want to be my friend. Harsh words, Tim. Funny thing happens. We have him on the show. He was on this show. On this show, like two weeks ago. On this show. And what happens? Tim requests my friendship on Facebook. Oh, did you leave him hanging? Oh, I'm not going to be his friend. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm, absolutely, I did. I, I, Tim is a, I, I had so much fun talking to Tim in that podcast. He is a cool guy, man. I was, I was really jealous when you guys went to Colorado because I was like, man, now I really want to sit and actually talk to this guy face to face. Yeah, I don't have that. I don't have that. Uh, Tim Watson's going to talk to me now thing because now I've actually talked to Tim Watson. So uh, I, I, I've just lost something to rant about on this podcast. Yeah, it's like a piece of you has been taken away. I know, it really is. Or filled. maybe it's been filled in. Ooh. It, uh-huh. There's a hole in my heart that could only be filled by Tim Watson. <laughs> now it's been filled and you're like, wow, I still don't feel complete. Yeah. yeah but that's okay. That's okay. For those of you that don't know... I went to Colorado with Backpacking with Jason, Tim Watson, and uh, Josh Harrod Outdoors, and Adam from Serial Photog. And I sat next to Tim on a plane for hours. Didn't say a word. <laughs> what, man? We had, <laughs> we had those masks on, and you can't really hear each other. Plane's also kind of loud. We're both wearing headphones, watching movies. Well, I was watching F is for Family. Well, it's also um, it's also the fact you can't read lips. No. And, and you don't realize how much you read lips until someone's wearing a mask, and you realize that when you can't read people's lips, it's hard to hear them. Yeah, you can kind of see. You, you ever looked at, like, cartoons, and you look at the old cartoons or maybe, like, some anime or something, especially if it's been dubbed, you, you can watch it and... Like it's just our mouth moving up and down instead of yes. actually making the. It's the old kung fu movies. 
Yeah. <laughs> Those are the best. Like, that you see their mouths moving and then they say something like, I know. But <laughs> yeah. it's like their mouth moved like 87 times, you know? Yeah, but like they used to make some of the cartoons, they wouldn't make the mouse. I guess the technology just wasn't there to actually make the mouse mimic what it would look like if we they were It was just here. open and close. Open and close, and that was it. But now, dude, even whatever cartoon, like you watch SpongeBob. And you can see like where the tongue is supposed to go when they make an S sound or T sound or L or M or whatever. And it looks exactly like us sitting here. But with the mask, you're right. You don't even think about You know what my favorite show was from back then? What is it? Voltron. Like when you would watch Voltron, that you, what you were just talking about, their mouths just open and closed like the whole time. Because <laughs> it was that, it was that uh, anime thing where it was just like, you know, they had huge eyes and like their heads were a little bit bigger than they should have been on their bodies. And uh, they always had the haircuts with the like pointy parts, and uh, but their mouths always moved up and down, and it it was just open up and down. Dude, it drives me crazy when I'm oh. editing these. Like, if you don't know about this, you probably heard me say it before. I push it. The podcast you're listening to, if you want to see the video version of it, it is on our YouTube channel, The Backpacking Podcast. If you don't, if you just want to listen to it, that's fine too. I don't really care. I'm just saying we put it on there if you want to watch it. Yeah. And when I have to line up the audio and video, if it's ever off, God forbid it's off right now. The people are looking at it they're like, he's talking about it. It's oh, off man. a half second right now. If it's off, it drives me crazy. Yeah. I can't stand it. And so you, I, I assume you have Netflix. Yeah. Almost everybody has Netflix now. And Bridget, she doesn't like these shows. Like, if she doesn't want to watch it with me, I'll watch like something I want to watch, like a sci fi or like. Um, I don't know, a near-future, catastrophic, apocalyptic-type deal. And I like to watch these, and half of them are made in a different country. And I don't I don't understand why us in the U.S. don't have some on Netflix. But Netflix is so good. They're so good to me. I think I would pay, Netflix, if you're listening, if you keep providing more content, I would probably pay $20 a month for Netflix. And right now it's like $12.99 or something. It's so good that they will let you watch it, audio included, in other languages. So let's say, for instance, I watch something that is like sci-fi, and it's made in France. Netflix will let you pick the French version, or they'll let you pick the English version, and they literally have people to voice record all of the words in English. But I can't watch it. I have to watch it with subtitles, man. You know, yeah. the worst part about subtitles is I can't focus on the show. I have to read the subtitles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he says, yeah, I know what you're saying, man. Wait, what are you saying? Well, also, I, I need to, like, say something because, like, I had to get me off the screen for a little bit because I'm actually um, vlogging today. Look at you. The podcast. Like, uh, just kind of getting a in-depth look at what the podcast looks like and traveling to and from and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not ignoring Jeremiah, but I kind of am. Um, that's okay. I'm but, talking to them. That's right. That's right. But uh, just trying to get an insider view. So uh, if you're interested in seeing that video, it should be out either this week or next week. And it's just an insider look into the studio. I'm going to put some pictures on Instagram. Uh, oh, that's a good idea. Just so you guys can see kind of what we do when we're at Jeremiah's house doing the podcast. Yeah, man. And then maybe we'll when we do it at my house, we'll do the same thing, and we'll we'll get the uh, get some pictures out of what what it looks like when it's at my house too. For sure. So well, let's talk about um, today's topic. Probably people are like, "Bro, it's been 15 minutes. What are you talking about? Netflix? You crazy? Hot take? It's only been 13 minutes and 13 seconds, so wow. we're good. Okay, so today, good. today, what we're going to talk about is something that's really important because if you want to take someone backpacking and you want them to like it and want them to come back for more. They need to be comfortable. It's essential. It's very essential. And so today, what we're going to talk about is how do you get comfortable in the woods? Yeah, there's a lot of aspects. We can talk about gear. We can talk about location. We can talk about the company that you're with. We can talk about what you eat and drink. We can talk about how you prepare yourself before you get there. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about here. And so we got about 46 minutes to do this. A lot to unpack. And so, uh, Jeremiah, I'm going to start off today, which usually I just let you start off, but I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to start off today. Go ahead, man. And I'm going to say the one thing that I I will not go on a backpacking trip without from here on out. Clothing. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) what else? (laughs) 
a chair. Mm. I am not going back out without a chair again. Um, I did that in February uh, for a trip to Wisconsin. I talked to Dan uh, about it, and he had said there were going to be some picnic tables there, and there'd be places we could sit. You really wouldn't need a chair. So I didn't bring a chair. Dan and I were the only two people that didn't bring a chair. Really? Guess, guess what we did not have at our shelters? Picnic tables. Or places to sit. So, yeah. so needless to say, um, yeah, man, I was... I, I won't go without a chair anymore. Um, I'm a I'm a firm believer that you hike to get to camp because camp's where you have the most fun. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I'm a I'm a solo hiker. I tell I've we've talked about before on this podcast. I'm a solo hiker. I like to kind of just hike and enjoy the scenery and enjoy everything outside. I don't always want to carry on conversations and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes sure. I just want to hike. Uh, but when I get to camp, I want to sit and chat with everybody. I want to hang out. You know, I want to relax, grab a cold beverage and just chill, you know? And what better way to do that than with a chair? Dude, chair is essential. And I didn't bring one to Colorado. And I've regretted it while I was at camp. I didn't regret it at all while I was hiking because I st- my backpack was already super heavy. Yeah. It's cold. Right. And Jason, he brought one and Adam brought one. And the rest of us didn't. And I guarantee you, we spent more time in their chairs than they did. <laughs> I, I would say so. Yeah. They're like, no, it's okay, man. Especially Jason. He's such a sweetheart. Oh, man. That guy. He's like, no, you're okay, man. You can sit there for a minute. Yeah. And then uh, I'd be like, no, man, you take it. You carried this chair for miles all day up these mountains. And uh, he let you sit there. Yeah. I, but Well, Adam's a really nice guy, too. Yeah. Um, I've actually never actually... I've actually never actually. I just said that. Super actually. So uh, you grammar Nazis out there, you got some <laughs> some stuff for me. Um, but I've never actually met him face to face. But he and I have chatted online quite a bit. He's um, the best photographer I know. He's really good. Well, I take that back. I know uh, there are different styles of photography. So what he does, I haven't seen anybody that's better at it than I know. Yeah. But I know some other people that are super good at their career. David Gray's really good too. Oh, phenomenal! David yeah, Gray is really good. That. Yeah, David Gray makes some does some really good photography. And actually, that was more of his focus when he was backpacking before, wasn't it? It wasn't necessarily video. He just kind of uh, he just kind of did the video stuff, right? Yeah, I think that um, his daughter might have been actually the person who was editing his videos. Like he would ah. get a bunch of footage, and she he would come home and she would be like, is basically his video editor. I don't know if she went to school for that or what. Yeah. But his photography is phenomenal. Everybody needs to check out his Instagram. That oh, yeah. and Serial Photog. Yeah, they're both really, really good. I I know Adam I see a lot more because we're in a lot of Facebook groups that are the same. Yeah. Uh, there's one that's Kentucky Waterfalls yeah. and Views or something like that. Yeah. And he posts a lot of pictures on there. I think and he's a mod or a, a founder or something on one probably, of those. Probably. probably is. But he does like off-trailing waterfalling. Yeah. Yeah. And something that keeps him comfortable while he's doing that, we've done a whole episode on this, is the right shoes. Yes. And I'll say this quick and easy. I don't care what kind of like shoes you wear while you're hiking and backpacking, as long as your feet feel good in them. Yep. Don't listen to me tell you that Ultra's good or, or uh, Hoka's are good. or like I, It doesn't matter. None of those shoes are good or bad. It's all about like everybody's, your foot is like a thumbprint. Right. Everybody's is different. Yep. And if speed goats work for me and they have that two inches of cushion and I don't get blisters and my feet don't, like, I, I don't care what kind of shoes you wear. I think your feet at like 10 miles, they're going to hurt. Like, you're just, you're Unless not your Darwin. Or, yeah. But you're not conditioned until you're conditioned to walk like those kind of distances. Right. But quick and easy, whatever shoes you want to wear, wear them. Even if they're like Adidas tennis shoes. I was going to say, I I got a lot of, uh, I didn't get hate, but a lot of like funny looks and some offhanded comments about when I got the Saucony shoes. Yeah, what's wrong wrong with them? The Mad River TRs. Um, Saucony's a good brand, too. Saucony's a good brand. And honestly, I really like the shoes. There's some things I would do differently with them. And if they come out with a second version, then uh, I may check those out because it'll probably be an improvement over the the first version. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I was a person that tried Altras. 
I have Ultra Lone Peak 3.5s at my house right now. They blistered the fire out of my feet. Yeah, shouldn't wear them. Yeah, they just did. I mean, it's not to say they won't work for everybody else because there's a, like, for the one of me, there's like a thousand other people mm-hmm. who absolutely love those shoes. And it's nothing against Ultra. I actually have a pair of Ultra Superiors that are my everyday shoes. And I wear them all the time. And I it's love just, them. They're different fits. And here's what I would suggest people to do. If you're going to buy shoes, buy them in REI. Like, there's not a ton of stuff I buy at REI. And I've said this before. Like, the cottage industry is legit. Like, especially com- like UGQ, for instance. Yeah. Right? I'm not sponsored by any of these companies. They're just companies that I like. UGQ, like, if I want a zero-degree, 950-down, or synthetic, like, I can customize it however I want, right? Right. That's why I like the cottage industry. But REI, if I'm going to buy shoes, I get them from there, even if I order them online. Because, one, if they don't fit, I 100% can return them. And, two, if they fail on me, like, let's say I take them and they're going to blister my feet or they fail on me on my trip. Yeah. REI is going to take those back. I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's other backpacking or out, outdoor or outfitters or whatever that have shoes that they'll do that. But REI, I know that they are guaranteeing me. They even took my my Lone Peaks back from my um, Long Trail through hike, which was surprising. Well, I think you were under the miles. Like they, They're real big on if, if you've gone under the miles, you're supposed to be able to go with those lasting, then they're going to replace them. Yeah. Well, they fought me on it. They, they fought you, but they, they, gave, they, gave, them, they gave me a... They gave me the money back, and I still spent it there. Yeah, it's like yeah, but I would I'd say buy your shoes at yeah. REI. So chair, chair shoes, shoes. What what else you got? I'm gonna go with uh your part of your big three, your sleep system. Oh, I think your sleep sleep system is vital to backpacking. It could I, be the most important. I, yeah, I think how you sleep affects everything else you do when you're backpacking, and so. Uh, finding that balance of comfort and weight and all that because your sleep system is going to weigh something, so you're going to be carrying it on your back all day. But if you carry something that's not good enough for you to sleep well, then you're not going to sleep well at night, and you're going to be more miserable hiking the next day. Yeah. And so finding that balance of the two is really good. I know for me, I've settled on hammocks. Um, I, I just sleep better in a hammock. My back feels better. My feet are better um, like because I'm, I'm suspended above the ground. You know, and for me, that's better. And finding the right uh, quilts, so you're at the right temperature. You know, that's another big one. You can get quilts that are going to be too hot in the summer. You put those in your in your hammock or your tent, you're just going to sweat all night. And you're going to be miserable. Yeah. But if you take them off, you've just been sweating, so you'll probably get cold. And so finding that balance on on uh, on the right temperature of, of quilt or sleeping bag is important. Sleeping with a pillow. Uh, uh. You and I have talked about this a lot. I refuse to not have a pillow, and I will always have my Nemo pillow. I lost one in Florida, and the next thing I did is I bought another one. <laughs> I used it every night in Colorado. Isn't that a great every, pillow? Yeah, it's good. It's it's also big. It was like almost too big for me because if I wanted it, you know how the sleeping bags a lot of times in the hood, they'll have like a place to slide it in. Right. I never use that. I do normally just take my pillow and stick it in the hood. Yeah. And it, it will. it is so big that you can... Like you, it doesn't fit really great in the hood. Yeah. And that, I guess that's a good and bad thing. But like, right. if you're going to wear a beanie, then that thing, it's just cradling your face. Uh, and it's soft. Like the, 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 the microfiber mm-hmm. on it is real soft and the foam is real soft. Yeah. It packs into itself too. Yeah. That's having, cool. having a pillow, having the right pillow is huge. Uh, the sleep system in general is huge. I know, yeah. uh, uh, Jason Wall, backpacking with Jason, Mister Backpacking with Jason, sir. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and Dan Becker have both said in videos that uh, you want to sleep on the trail like you sleep at home. Yeah, whatever's the closest to make you more comfortable, that's what you want to do. Yeah, and uh, so I, I think if you're talking comfort on the trail, how you sleep is so important. If you wake up the next day and you slept horrible, that hike is terrible. That is yeah. the worst hike because you don't want to be there because you just want to crawl back up in a ball and fall asleep somewhere. Yeah, and I've I've pretty much decided I'm going to say it now. After um, sleeping on the Neo Air X Lite for the last year or two, I'm going to change either to the X Therm that has a higher R value. And for those of you who don't know what that is, basically how insulated right. it's going to be. Right. Um, so it's got a higher R value, and 
they, when I say they, is the people I went to Colorado with because I was the only one that had an X light. Everybody else had an X therm. Right. And it didn't get below freezing, but I still got a little cold because the condensation weighted my, uh, the down in my sleeping bag. It like compressed it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't keeping my warmth as much. But the X therm, I'm going to switch to either that. And they told me that you can get it that's not tapered. It's just like right. a rectangle. Right. You can. And my X light, I always, my feet don't really fall off of it, but I'm like, I wouldn't care to carry a couple more ounces for more room. I'll be honest with you. Have you checked out the, the uh, Nemo? Yeah, the tensor. The tensor. So I've been insulated. And that's very wide, too, and it's a rectangular shape. That's what I have, actually. Yeah. So and I um, love it. You, you need a, Is it the long version, or did you get the normal? Well, I'm not long, so it's not the long version. Okay, I started but saying it's, you need it's to a let me short, borrow. It's a short version. I mean, it's not short. It's it's a regular version. Yeah. But uh, it's rated to 20 degrees. So um, I've never gotten cold on it. Yeah. At any point. I need to buy the REI, so if I don't like it, I can just take it back. Yeah. Well, and you can talk to Jason Wish has that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Becker has that one. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's somebody else I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. Well, I have it. but yeah, That's three uh, people right there. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's gaining some serious momentum. As a matter of fact, J&H Outfitters, which is an outfitter in uh, central Kentucky, quit selling the Thermarest sleeping pads because everybody was buying the Nemo ones. Supply so, and demand. Yeah, so um, at least in central Kentucky, the Nemo is actually more popular than the Thermarest. Yeah. So, because that was when I came off of, I, I had actually bought a, a big Agnes Axle Air insulated. Yeah. It was the 10 ounce red one. And it sprang three leaks on the second night of the Sheltoe Trace. What did so, you do? Did you sleep on the ground? You just kept blowing it up? I, I would blow it up as much as I could and then go back to sleep. Uh, the first oh. couple nights were terrible. Uh, we ended up coming off the trail uh, three or four nights in to go. Uh, both of our phones had gotten destroyed by all the rain, and uh, I needed a new sleeping pad. And so um, we came off the trail. I went to, uh, I went over to J and H to find an X light, a Thermarest Neo X light, a Thermarest Neo Air X light, and uh, they didn't have them. He said we quit selling. Nobody's buying them. Said they're buying the Nemos. So. Went with that. So I went with the Nemo, and I'm glad I did. It's a yeah. really comfortable pad, too. They're really thick, which is nice. I just, I can't, it seems like every time I lay with the pad, we're talking about comfort here. I'm not as comfortable because, like, it's not squishy. Like my bed in, in the bedroom. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just squishy. Like your body almost melts into it. it, takes the shape of your hip and your shoulder, and you don't wake up. You know, sometimes you sleep and your pad is too inflated, and you wake up the next day and your shoulder's like, oh. Or your hip. Your hip, yeah. Yeah, the hip you was stiff. always the one that got me. Yeah, and as long as my hip's not touching the ground, I'm normally okay. But the hammock is really cool. But there's, I mean, there's a million things that's going to keep you comfortable on trail. And I think another one that people... People get so torn up about the backpack that you choose, but Dan, I think, had good advice. He's like, buy your other stuff and then buy the backpack so you know what's going to fit, but I'm going to change it up a little bit and say, don't let anybody pressure you into buying a lighter backpack. My backpack is heavy, okay? It's heavy. It's like four pounds, and I take the, the top lid... And which one do you have here? The Osprey Atmos 65 lid. Atmos 65, okay. And I'll take the top, the lid off, the brain, whatever you want to call it, and I don't take it because I'll stick stuff in it and it weighs. So getting a double whammy there. But I'll take it. And when we were in Colorado, me and Adam both had an Osprey Atmos 65 liter. Uh, Jason had an Osprey, and it had a frame, but it's like a lighter duty frame. It's a smaller backpack than mine. And then Josh, freaking beast, his backpack, like superior, water. He has superior wilderness design, doesn't he? Yeah, but he doesn't bring anything, dude. His food bag, like his food bag for the entire trip was the size of like one day of mine. Right. And he did no cooking at all the entire time. Yeah. And I even offered, I was like, dude, I got some extra hot chocolate and stuff. It's cold. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. So he, he, since his backpack was so light, it was like 22 pounds, even with water. Wow. For four days, and it was a frameless, and so that worked for him. And he had cold weather gear in that. Cold weather gear, too. Wow. Yeah, was puffy and everything. And the sleep, he had, uh, you know, his sleeping bag, a 15-degree quilt, 
Wow. So anyway, him and Tim had the frameless, right? And they had to go really light. So you make certain sacrifices, and I think it makes you a little less comfortable. But if you want to buy frameless, I think that's fine. But don't buy it because somebody is telling you that's what you should get. I I personally want to push more toward that and just buy a lot of gear and be more comfortable while I'm hiking, but also take the money and spend it on stuff that's still going to be comfortable at camp too because both those are important. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I, I will say this. Um, I've got a frameless pack now, and I've used it on three trips, and I still can't get that thing dialed in. And it's, it's hard. It's not – um, I'm not sure if I'm gonna if I like it. I, I'm not saying I don't like it yet because I just mm-hmm. don't know. I just haven't really dialed it in. Um, I think we even talked about that with Tim a couple weeks ago. I know I'm going out not this weekend, but the next weekend with uh, a few different guys. I think you might be on that trip too. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll make a couple days at least. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's one of those things of I'm, I'm just not sure if I like it yet, and I'm not sure if I'm if I think I'm gonna be doing all three days because I think they're doing like Thursday through Saturday. Um, I think I'm gonna be doing all three days with them, but I'm not sure if I. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know if I like the the frameless yet. I, I it I still the verdict's still out on it. Let's put well, it that way. It has its place. I I would say, like if I was if I could spend the money and I was through hiking and I knew it wasn't gonna be like super cold, mm-hmm. and frameless is gonna make me more comfortable while I'm hiking and I'm still comfortable at camp. I'm like, well, why would I not do that? But right. I'm telling you, I guarantee you. Even with 30 pounds on my back, even though it's heavier and it takes more energy and muscle to actually like lug that around for me versus the 22 pounds that Josh had, I guarantee you it's more comfortable on my back because you just forget about it. It may be like that with frameless too. I don't know. I haven't backpacked enough with them, but it hugs your body so well. And I'm, it's not just Osprey, you know, a backpack that fits yeah. your body. Yeah. I mean, my, my ULA ohm is fantastic. Yeah, probably and feels it, like it's yeah, it's just well, heavy, but there's nothing there. But, but I'm gonna say something else too about the Osprey. Osprey's amazing because of their suspension system. Yeah, that's one of their their calling cards because their suspension system really, I mean, it makes your pack feel lighter than it is mm-hmm. because of the way they distribute the weight and the way the, like you said, it hugs your body. I mean, it yeah. just it Osprey packs are really good for doing that. And I've I've got an Osprey Stratus 50 and. That's a comfortable pack, man. Grabs you, and it weighs at least a pound more than the pack that I carry now. My own two point Some people may not like that feel too, though. Right? Like they may think that's uncomfortable getting that hug. The biggest thing is go to a local outfitter, go to an REI. Mm-hmm. Um, if you live near a cottage vendor, go visit the cottage vendor. But try yeah. on different packs. If you've got friends who have different packs, try those on. Because if uh, the only way you're going to know what feels good is if you put it on. Yeah, and they also can measure you. Any outfitter typically can measure you, so that you know your body. Like my torso is long, right? And so that restricts the type of backpack I can buy because if it only goes to like twenty inches on the, you know, the torso length, no and good. I need a twenty six, it just not. It literally will not fit my body frame. Well, and I'm on that weird spot that's at twenty one and a half, and so like I'm I'm at the bottom of the long and the top of the mid. So I, <laughs> yeah. finding a pack that fits me really well is actually really hard. Yeah. And, and so I'm I'm with you on that. Like everything, there's so much about a pack that's personal. But finding the right one that's comfortable is the best thing you can do for yourself on the trail. Well, that's the, you know, your backpack. It's literally called backpacking. Like your backpack is one of your most essential pieces of gear that you're going to have out there. You want something. One problem I have had is like, where I lost weight, like I'll have extra skin around my waistline or there's right. still some fat there left. And the backpack, if it's not sitting right, it will pinch you yeah. and make a blister, like a blood blister. And that is the worst. So also be cognizant of um, if you're not super uh, experienced with backpacking, you haven't worn it a lot, try moving it to different places. I wear mine a lot higher than other people do, and I don't. Th- I don't know if it's because my hips are just. I wear higher mine high too. Yeah, but some people wear it like literally where their pants and their shirt meet. Yeah, and if that's comfortable, dude, like you be you. Yeah, that is not me. I definitely wear mine up more around my belly. Yeah, like my belly, like right above my belly button. Yeah, that's and what I do too. That it works for me. Yeah, it, it works for me. Like I said, man, I work for other people, but it definitely works for me. Yeah. So we got the chair. 
Yeah, we got the chair. We got the sleep system. Mm-hmm. We've got the backpack. Yeah. And we got the shoes. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the next thing okay. as far as comfort, and that's your clothing. Yeah. I think clothing is a big part of comfort when you're on the trail, <laughs> um, especially when you're looking at temperature. You know, oh, big deal. Um, it's a big deal. Now, if you're backpacking in Kentucky in the summer, you do not need a puffy jacket. No, not unless you want to use it as a pillow. Yeah, that's it. It has no other purpose. It literally yeah. serves no purpose because uh, the nights don't get below 75 a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, last night was a rare night where it got down to 61. But even at that, I don't need a puffy at 61 degrees. Yeah. Sometimes I'll wear it in the summertime in the morning if I get up real early and it's, I just, but I'm cold natured. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But most of the time, no. I was going to say, I just did, I did an overnight in the Red River Gorge just a few weeks ago. And I, I brought a t-shirt and a pair of shorts that had the running liner in it. So I didn't even bring underwear, just a t-shirt, shorts, two pairs of socks, shoes, and camp shoes. And you're probably good. I was golden. I, w- I was great. I didn't need well, anything else. Uh, I actually didn't bring the rain jacket. Really? No, because I looked at the forecast and it was a 0% chance and I played the odds. Oh, you uh, brave man. I did it. I did it. And that night I actually um, I set up my tarp, but I never un- I never actually put the tarp out. It was just yeah. hanging above me just in case. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I didn't even use the tarp. I mean, I slept with my... I just said, look at the stars. Got to watch the sunset from my, my hammock. What a great um, feeling! It was an awesome night, um, but I'm not I'm not advocating not to bring raincoats. But yeah. I, I I just that that <laughs> night I wanted to go as light as I possibly could. If I'm only going to do an overnight, I didn't want to take a whole bunch of extra gear. Sure, and and so I just took a really nice just break. It was kind of just for me. It was just a break night. It was a night to get away for just a, an evening. But uh, I think you need to know where you are. If you're you're in Kentucky or Alabama or Georgia in the middle of the summer. Um, at lower elevations. At lower elevations. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not getting anything over 2,000 feet, yeah. Um, there's really no need for warm clothing because it's just not going to get cold. It's just going to be hot. You're going to sweat a lot. Or if you're cold natured like me, I still slept in like Under Armour leggings even in the summertime. Even really? If it's going to be like 55. I don't know. I just, you, you know, you pack your fears, but also I think that my, like, whatever system controls your internal body temperature. Where I was like overweight and then lost the weight so fast. Yeah, I don't know that maybe that like messed it up. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I still like sleeping in socks though. Yeah, not at home. Only in the woods. I will say this: um, in the summertime, I don't sleep in socks, but I do sleep in socks in the wintertime every time. And uh, but I, I do say this: uh, you know, if you're going to be in higher elevations, you're going to want to bring a hoodie. You're going to want to bring. A mid layer of some kind, you know, you're gonna to want to bring something, yeah. Um, because if you don't have that, you're not gonna be comfortable. You're gonna freeze. Yeah. Synthetic, by the way, yeah. We'll mention that. Yeah, synthetic's important because it just it dries quicker. Yeah, that's so so vitally important if you're gonna do any kind of backpacking. Another big thing with with your clothing is um, understanding the weight of your clothing. <sighs> White it is one of the heaviest things. That and water. Yeah, and so really examine whether or not you need to bring four pairs of socks. Or three pairs of underwear. Or, you know, like, there are certain things, guys, if you're afraid of smelling bad in the woods, just stop now. Don't go. <laughs> no, go and smell just, bad. Just don't go because you're going to be miserable because you're going to smell bad. There's you just are. there's no getting around it. So you don't need to bring 85 items of clothing mm. for a two-day backpacking trip, which is the average backpacking trip for people. You're going to yeah. go in the afternoon or evening. You're going to go to your campsite. You're not going to do big miles the first night. Then the next day you're probably going to do your biggest miles, spend the night, get up the next day and hike back out to the car, which may be long miles, maybe short miles, but you're really, you're just looking at two full days really yeah. of hiking. And so you don't need to bring every item of clothing that you have. It's just not wise. It's just not wise. And so I would also say um, when it comes to, to bringing your clothes, uh, limit the size of your clothing bag. If you limit the size of your clothing bag, you can't fit a lot of clothes in it. And so yeah. it protects you from making a really bad choice that's going to make hiking very uncomfortable. I never brought a clothing bag before, though. Oh, you don't put your stuff in a stuff sack or anything like that? Never. No. I'm more like a like a free-range 
you know free range kind of like your chicken that you eat <laughs> yeah the free range chicken i'm more like the free range i like my stuff to be able to go wherever it wants in the backpack so there's no spaces fair enough man yeah most of it not the food i like food yeah. around on tops because i have to be honest clothing i'm a little different with because especially if it's like an old pair of socks or underwear mm-hmm. i don't want that touching my pillow yeah, I don't really care. That just for some reason I don't know. Maybe some it's a it maybe really psychological, but I don't want an old pair of underwear somehow finding its way wrapped around my pillow, and I I smell like butt on my head. I just I just don't want that smell near me. So that's kind of why I use the clothing bag. The clothing bag is more to protect me from my dirty clothes than it is to protect the clothes. If that that's makes sense, fine. that's why you want a backpack. I never really considered that. Yeah, it may not matter to you. Butt face. Yeah. Stinky crotch face. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of gross. That's eh, okay. <laughs> hike your own hike, bro. It's okay. Hike your own hike. I'll tell you um, another thing is food. Like, I've overpacked food. I never really underpacked. I've broke even before. I don't know if I've ever underpacked food. No, I just... So, for me, when it comes to comfort on the food, snacks. It's always snacks is like my number one. I know what I like. And I like chocolate. That's true, man. You do like your chocolate. <laughs> I don't know what I, it I've is. I've experienced that. <laughs> and really, it's not it, It's not very good. It's not very good for you to eat so much chocolate and sweets and sugar and stuff. But man, it tastes so good. It makes you feel good until you crash. And uh, also, something that people... Can I ask you something about the chocolate? If you want to. In the summertime. Are you bringing chocolate? Every time. Really? How do you keep it from melting and just being like a ball of goo? Well, there's a few things you can do. First okay. thing is um, you, if you can, when you stop, always keep your backpack in the shade. Always. Every time, every right. single time. Right. Uh, another thing is you can bury the uh, chocolate deeper in your backpack, keep it away from your body, but also away from where the sun is going to hit your backpack while you're walking. Right. That helps a lot. And then lastly, you strategically buy your chocolate with some kind of hard coating. So maybe if you're going with M&M's. M&M's. Yeah, then when you bite into it, it's like gushy, milky deliciousness in the middle. And on the outside, it's still hard. So nothing's like, it's not like everywhere in a Ziploc bag or something. Yeah. So strategically buy it like that. Okay. And if you can't, like you're just going to have to suffer through the, the messy chocolate. I can believe in that. But I I will tell you, um, like with the chocolate, Bridget and I, we went to this, I love chocolate, so we went to this, um, I don't know, it's like an, it was adults only, nighttime chocolate tour, I don't know, we, we made soap out of chocolate, we, uh. Oh, you made soap out of chocolate? Like actual soap? I have it, man, I shaped it like a dog turd. Does it? <laughs> It's still in my bed. This doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> but how does soap? How, I'm just trying Chocolate's to imagine chocolate. One ingredient. It, the whole soap's not uh, chocolate. Okay. You don't just like okay. eat it and then wash your body. But that's why I was wondering. Like, going, that's just a weird <laughs> thing, man. But okay, I got you now. So we we were on vacation, okay, and for some reason we went to vacation in some town in Indiana, and that's not my frequent flyer miles. But we went done wine tasting, all that. And then that night, we went to this chocolate, this big chocolate event, adults only. Right. They had some adult beverages, and uh, everything was chocolate-related. chocolate, chocolate related. You could paint with chocolate. There were presentations on chocolate. Just so many cool things. And in the daytime, this is like a kid fun zone, educational museum type deal. Okay, yeah. And um, we, we checked out all this stuff, and I watched this presentation on chocolate, and... Almost all of it is not ethically sourced. It comes from the cocoa beans in the yeah. climates that it grows in, right. which is more along the equator. And the child labor that goes on and the, the tiny wages that companies like Nestle and uh, you Hershey's, know, Hershey's, any of those big name companies, they're, that's why chocolate for you, that's why a chocolate bar is like 68 cent at Walmart versus the price it should be, which is at least double what you right, pay. Right. It's because it's not ethically sourced. That's interesting. Yeah. So one thing, I feel a little guilty. So is, what you're what you're telling us right now is that your your pleasure is someone else's pain. Yeah, and I feel bad because it feels so good, but 
I'm not going to lie. I'm going to eat some chocolate once we get done with this podcast. I, I'm not surprised by this at all. <laughs> I don't know. Though for me, like if we're talking about the comfort things that we take when we hike, yeah, I like Welch's fruit snacks, man. You always have the fruit snacks. I always have the fruit snacks. They're great because it's like I usually what I'll do is I'll, I'll if I know a big hill's coming up, uh-huh. I'll blast a cup one of those in. It's like 100 calories, 110 calories, but all it's, carbs. It's all sugar. It's not even just all carbs. It is all sugar. <laughs> and so like I just need a boost of energy to get up that hill, yeah. you know, or that that incline. And so I will I'll drop a a pack of those. And they work every time, man. They're great. I love those things. It's a good tool and, to use and they're delicious. And they I mean, are let's good. just shoot straight. Welch's way better than gummy bears. Yeah. Welch's snacks are just way better than gummy bears. Gummy bears are good too, though. I love gummy bears. And gummy bears used to be my go-to for everything. And then I had Welch's snacks. I got some if you want some. My whole world changed. Bought some gummy bears at the airport. Oh, nice. Yeah. I ate them the whole plane ride. Still got a little left. I got the biggest bag they had. <laughs> so, so how long was that? was that flight? Well, it's two flights. Actually, uh, but I think combined it's only like four hours. It wasn't that bad. Okay, okay. Yeah. So let's get back on topic. So okay, because we're running out of time, and and I know we want to get these in. Okay, so we already talked about. I want we're gonna try and go back through them all again. Yeah, we talked about food, the backpack, shoes, mm, sleep. We system. talked about sleep system. We talked about clothing. Yeah, we need to talk about the people you backpack with. Yes, this is a biggie, or maybe it's no one. Could be no one. It could be no one. Yeah. But I, I think who you backpack with plays a big part in whether or not you enjoy it. And let me expand on that a little bit sure. because um I a couple of years ago was a brand new backpacker like you. Yeah. Um I had done a lot of hiking and I had done like a lot of hiking. But as far as going out into the backcountry with a backpack on my back that had everything that I have for that weekend with me. Okay. Never done it. Fast forward a year, I go on my first backpacking trip. I had no clue what I was doing. I'd watched every video. I watched every video. I, you know, I, I'm a researchaholic. If I want to learn something, I just research the fire out of it, right? Yeah. So I did that, and uh, when I went on my first backpacking trip, I can't imagine that. Brian, who went with me, was thinking to himself, man, this is awesome. He's doing such a great job. I was asking him questions. I was like, what do you do about this? It took me a minute to set up my tent. You know, I, I had trouble blowing up my, my sleeping pad. I couldn't get comfortable. But he had you hiked know. the AT. But he had hiked the AT. So he knew what was up. He was dialed in, you know, better than anyone I know. Still more than anyone I know. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he's getting ready to do the Superior hiking trail here real soon. Uh, well, when gonna, you packed up, hike it. So if you packed up a thousand, two thousand times, I mean, you're pretty good. Yeah, you're pretty good. So he he and I were hiking together, and he was really generous, really nice guy. And uh, but I know that wasn't fun for him. And so there are some trips where that's okay. Yeah, yeah. There's some trips where you know you're going to be doing something with somebody, and you already know this in advance that it's coming. But if you're wanting to go out with your buddies, who you backpack with, and you want to just enjoy it. The last thing you want to do is throw a newbie into the mix. Rookie. Yeah. It just it can it can make it very difficult. You know, um, it can almost feel like babysitting at times. Um, if they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And and so if you're trying to do two or three days with a group of guys that you really want to backpack with because they're experienced backpackers, you don't want to have that one guy who's just gonna make everybody else sit around and wait all the time. Yeah. Or that guy who uh, is constantly having to borrow everybody else's stuff. Or if you've got a friend that you go backpacking with and you know they never bring enough of something, you don't want to go with that guy yeah. because you constantly have to cover for them. And that means you don't want to be that guy either. Exactly. Or a girl. Exactly. Also, knowing the fitness level of the people you're going out with. Oh, 100%. And it's on both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to go out with somebody who's just going to drag everybody down the whole time and it's going to take forever to get where you're going. Sure. At the same time, if you're someone who takes your time, you don't want to go with some speed demon who's going to be miserable the whole time because you won't keep up with them. Yeah. So uh, knowing that balance of, of who you're with and, and all that, that's that's very important. And that's going to make for a much more comfortable trip because you're not going to have those awkward moments where everybody's sitting there and you know there's that one person that we're just kind of looking at shaking their head. Dude, that's me every morning leaving camp. 
I swear, the last day. So let me tell you, dude, here's what happened. Try to get on my soapbox here for a second. Uh-huh. Tell you a little story. That's okay. We got time, right? We got time. About 10 minutes, man. All right. So I keep talking about Colorado, but that's the most recent backpacking trip I took. And it was nice because there was, I've taken a, a plethora of trips and I've went from a day hike to with somebody who's never been hiking before to backpacking with people who are way more experienced than me and anywhere in between. And so I, I really do love taking people that have zero equipment. And uh, I'm saying this in all sincerity. And I bring them to the house and I give them a whole loadout and take them for an overnighter. And we do a couple miles first night and then maybe do a loop and go back to the car during the day. Yeah. The next day. I absolutely love that. But and I've done that several times, and it's really fun, and it's fun because that's what like people done for me, or I wouldn't be here. Like you have to start somewhere. But in Colorado, it was so nice b- being with a group of people who they all done video, okay? so you don't have to feel awkward about filming. You also don't have to feel bad about, hey, I'm going to stop and set up the shot. I'll catch up with you or anything like that if they're trying to hang out with you. Uh, and also, we're all kind of on the same fitness level, so that worked out perfect. And you don't have to teach them a single thing. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they have their equipment dialed in. They know exactly what they're doing. They've been on more trips than you, so you're good. But I will tell you, and, and Jason says, waiting on a stringer. This is what he says every time I go with him. Uh-huh. I've been there. Because here's what happens. Somebody will, I will go to sleep. Like, I like to close it down. I like being the last one. I don't You're think usually it's, the one putting the fire out at night. Yeah, and it's not FOMO. I just I want to have a good time. Man. Yeah. You're and also so, younger than everybody on almost every trip we go on. Yeah, that's part of it. But I just want to hang out with people. Yeah, right? absolutely. And that's what I'm going for. Hang out and see. So anyway, they wake me up in the morning, and I'm not joking. At least half the time, somebody would come over, Jeremiah. Time to rise and shine. And I'm like, oh. And so I'll wake up. i start rummaging around, throwing the four packets of hot hands out of my hand, my, my <laughs> tent. And I'm, I'm getting up. And I still have to. There's so many things you have to do. Yeah, there are. You got to pack everything up. You have to brush your teeth. As Jason says, do your morning constitutional. You got to cook breakfast. You got to eat. And you have to, um, like, wash yourself up with a baby wipe. You have to uh, change clothes. You have to put those shoes on and all this. So, so many things you have to do. Okay, when they wake me up, they've literally done every single one of those things and have their backpack sitting there. And I have to get up and do all those things. And I'm telling you, if we're just that is going, great. I swear, two two mornings in a row this happened. Oh, my gosh. And luckily, my Kentucky brother, Jason, he also was very slow in one of the mornings. So, because, I mean, we're dealing with the altitude, and it makes you feel like crap. Oh, yeah. So, we get up, like, the last day, and I was like, I'm not even going to cook breakfast. I'm going to wait till we get to the vehicle before I poop. Like, I'm trying to save time. But if we just went out, it, it takes me about an hour and 15 minutes from the time I get out of my sleeping bag to the time I'm walking the steps on the trail. That's that's just how long it takes me to do my process. How long did you say it takes? An hour and 15 minutes. Wow. To pack up. I like to have Warm coffee. I like to have some oatmeal, something to warm me up. Right. Okay. I I will. I I like to brush my teeth absolutely last. I like to sit down right before I'm get on get on trail, and I like to brush my teeth, and that takes like ten minutes. And you have some really white teeth, by the way. Well, thank you. Yeah, because <laughs> I brush them for I, twenty I actually, minutes. Today. I actually noticed it like just a few <laughs> minutes ago. I was like, dang, that boy's teeth are white. Well, I don't know. I try. Well, I, I, I will say this: when we went out in March. When uh-huh. this whole thing first started, and before the shutdown in Kentucky happened, uh, I think Ben McMillan came down. Um, we woke you up with bacon. Oh, that was a good wake up, man. Yeah, we didn't we didn't wake you up late on that one. We just woke you up with bacon. You knew how to do it. That was the right way. Everybody should wake me up with bacon. I don't right. know why that's not. Yeah, mandatory. that was that was my responsibility was to bring the bacon, <laughs> dude. I literally woke up to somebody nudging me. Hey, open your mouth. Try this bacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is some thick bacon. Oh yeah, it was good, wasn't it, dude? Half inch thick. That that stuff was crazy good. That's some of the best bacon in the world. You know where I got that from, right? Where'd you get? There's this Amish guy 
who uh, he's here in Kentucky, uh-huh. and he has a butcher shop. And what he does is if people bring in pigs or cows, um, he can't sell uh, a lot of the food, especially like deer meat. He can't sell it, but he can process. He can you can pay him for the processing of that meat, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Oh, because it has like to go loophole. through. It has to go through the whole uh, federal thing, so he so, can't sell the meat, but he can. You can pay him to process the meat for you, and then he'll give you the meat, and then you get the meat. Yeah, so at least he makes some money. On exactly. It. So it's not full cost. Right, right. So you get a pretty good price. Well, I bought a half a pig oh for like gosh. for like a hundred bucks. Half a pig. How much? How much meat is that? That's got to be pounds and pounds of pounds. Dude, it was an insane amount. We still got that meat at my house. Yeah, and I've still got more of that bacon at my house. Hey, bring it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm planning on bringing it next weekend. I figure I'll use it that first morning. And that's Wednesday, by the way, isn't it? Is it Wednesday? I'm pretty sure. You may want to double check because I'll, I'm I'll look. Whatever it is that that morning, the first morning, I'm gaining favor. That's all I'm gonna say is I'm gonna everybody's gonna love me and so I can hike as slow as I want the rest of that time because everybody's gonna be like, dude, he gave us bacon. Bro, everybody's gonna be slowed down by all that bacon. Their I'll, stomach's gonna be dragging the ground. Yeah, I'm gonna have them with me. <laughs> it's gonna be a team thing. Okay, so last thing I want to talk about with this okay. whole comfort thing because we got about five minutes left. Um, hygiene. Hygiene is important for people when it comes to comfort in the woods, and for some people it's different <sighs> yeah. than others. For you, it's brushing your teeth. You got to brush your teeth. If you mm-hmm. don't brush your teeth. You don't want to go hiking because yeah. it's not that's part of your thing. For other people, they want to get some wet wipes and wipe down every part of their body they possibly can before they get back on the trail. For other people, like Mr. Backpacking with Jason Sir, he likes to use deodorant yeah. on the trail. You know, whatever that is, there's everybody has some kind of a hygiene thing. What's yours? That they do. <laughs> I don't really have any. I don't even uh, know hygiene. I don't even wipe I, I do, when I, I do, poop. I, I just shake and then walk it off. That's what else do you need to do, man? That's disgusting. Man. I don't do that at all. <laughs> um, no, but I would say, uh, like, I brush my teeth. I like to brush my teeth. Yeah. Uh, what I do is I get these little things. They're called wisps. They're about this big. They weigh nothing. And they've got a little bead of toothpaste built into them. All I have to do is get them wet. Oh, yeah. That's so smart. And, it, and it's got a toothpick on the other side. Yeah. And so I just bring like two or three of those with me on a trip. So I don't have to bring toothpaste. I don't have to bring a full-size toothbrush or even a half-toothbrush. To- yeah. I bring those with me. I can scrub out whatever I need to, take a toothpick, and clean out the rest of it, and mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. Um, but, yeah, I do that. And and if it's been a really, like, if we've done a lot of creek crossings or walked through a lot of mud, I do like to wipe down my legs really mm-hmm. good and really wash off my feet, uh, especially for blisters because you got dirty feet, you're going to blister. Yeah. So I'm always trying to do that. But other than that, I don't really have a whole lot else. I mean, I don't worry about my beard. Uh, like combing it out or anything like that. I don't worry about deodorant because I think that's a waste of time. Um, I I just don't do a lot of other things. It's just not what I do. What about Dude, yourself? I get I get chafed like all in the nether regions. If I'm not like I try to clean twice a day, you know. I I'm I'm a wet wipe kind of guy, and I got some some company. It's like called Survivewear or something like that. I can't remember, but they sent me some packets. Of the giant baby wipes. Okay. Now, I like to rip them in half. And then I'll, you want to start with the face, right? Don't start with the feet and work your way up. Start with the face. That's a good call. Work your way down. Okay. So, you know, it's starting to get dirty and then you can use the other half of it. And I'll wash my face, wash my armpits before bed, uh, wash the nether regions and your feet. And then the next morning, like uh, after you've pooped, if you're a morning goer, then you do the same process, you know, you're wiping, you're cleaning down there and all that, and then throw on some, uh, any kind of anti-chase stuff you want, whether it's oh, yeah. gold bond or anti-monkey bud. That or, gold bond stuff is great. Oh, the yeah. stick? It's refreshing. Yeah. Well, not the gold bond powder. I'm talking about oh, the stick. I, I like the powder. Bridget uses the stick. The stick. I don't chafe, ever. Yeah. Chafing is number one enemy. That and blisters, yeah. those would defeat you. Yeah. And I, I never chafe because of using that stuff. Ever. Yeah. doesn't matter if it's 112 degrees outside. I don't chafe because of using that stuff. Yeah, the, the salt and sweat, I think that's what it is. Like, it's been an hour, man. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty impressive that we've been able to pull this off in an hour. So, uh, one last thing. Okay. One last thing. Um, this is Season 2, Episode 4. Wow. Blew my mind. Yeah, we're getting really close to Episode 20. Of the backpacking podcast. So I'm wondering if maybe we don't start figuring out what we might be able to do to celebrate 
our 20th episode because it's coming up here real soon. And most podcasts don't make it to 20 episodes. No, most don't make it to five. Yeah, so I think I think that's something we need to figure out, how we can celebrate 20 episodes. So what I'm going to say is if you're listening right now or you're watching on YouTube, um, shoot us an email, backpackingpodcast at gmail.com, and uh, give us any ideas that you guys have because I, I think it would be cool to have some way for us to celebrate um, what we're doing. Yeah, maybe uh, what could be cool is um – like live streaming, interacting with people, or anything anything that we could do to give back. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll think of something for that. But until then, thank you for listening. This is the Backpacking Podcast with myself, JK, and my good friend, Jeremiah Stringer. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next go-around. Adios. Adios.